you want to do a little introduction of what we're doing here? All right, so welcome to Sadcast, Sad Mag Podcast. I put Sadcast is what I've been putting in I've, all of the, yeah, the metadata. I know, yeah, I've got my folder for shit is Sadcast, so I like Sadcast. Yeah, I'm I'm Jackie Jackie Hoffert. Who are you? Uh, I am Stupop. Fuck, you have the best name. <laughs> When did you I, decide to become Stu Pop? Like, were you Stu Pop from birth, or were you Stuart and Stu for a long time? And then at some point, uh, it was just like, for oh, a I'm... long time, I was just Stuart. I mm-hmm. hated being called Stu when I was right. little, mm-hmm. uh, and then it just kind of it gets a little too formal, and people are like, oh, Stuart, you know? yeah. Uh, so I kind of got one of Stu, and people kind of just decided that I was Stu Pop. This Pop is my last name; it's my actual last name. So I didn't lame. make it up. It's on my driver's license. It's on my birth certificate. So jelly. Uh, but people, yeah, just started referring to me by both as, like, one word, as stupid. Um, Do you ever find that it's, like, a little too energetic? That, like, sometimes you're like, I'm not feeling the pop today. Or it's kind of just who you are. Uh, yeah, I'm not always... I don't know if... I think it's more I don't live up to the energy of the name sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but... I get pretty energized. I like when people are excited about me and my name and things I'm doing. <laughs> I like that. I like when people are excited about me. Yeah, yeah. true enough. True dad. Right, so Sad Magazine now stands for Stories, Art, and Design, and this podcast takes the similar form. So we're going to talk in three. We're just going to have three segments, one about stories, one about art, one about design, and just kind of riff on that and then develop as we go. We're open to shifting things, but basically we like this sort of structure. Um, so in the first segment, um, Stu and I will come to the table each with a story that we thought was interesting and timely from the last week or so and chat about that and then possibly, you know, find a way to bridge those stories or, you know, spin off to other stories, whatever. Just shoot the shit about current events, I guess. Um, or, you know, whatever. Stories. I mean, it's fucking broad. Okay, so the story I have is an analysis story, but it's called American Shakedown. Police won't charge you, but they'll grab your money. And the subheading is U.S. police are operating a coordinated scheme to seize as much of the public's cash as they can. And I'm kind of like, whoa. Like, we know this is happening and we know it's real and it's obviously a big story, but it feels like, wait, what? Like, is this really just sort of regular old news now? Yeah, I kind of feel... I'm I'm not surprised only because the events of the past month and a half. Yeah. I'm kinda not surprised at what right. police are I capable know. of. I think it's very I mean, I'm super open to the idea that it's a very kind of like white person thing to think that the the cops are basically good people. Uh still, we're talking about what's the money? There's like some kind of fucked up amount. It's like two point five billion in cash seizures on roadways in in 13 years but still that's a lot of money and and they just yeah and they just pull you over and make up a charge and i guess i mean maybe maybe this is the kind of thing where it's like white person realizing that cops are like super power hungry enough to get you and you know maybe people of color have known this for ages (laughs) i don't know but to me i just find it like it's some third world country shit right there, you know? Yeah, it's it's really... So the, the basic idea, because I, ha- I have actually read this. Yeah. Uh, not knowing we're going to talk about it today. I just read mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> the basic idea is that you're traveling in the States, 
you get pulled over, uh, for whatever reasons, cops will say, you know, uh, suspicion of drug possession or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, which means then they decide they have a right to search your vehicle. Um, and then if you have any cash in your vehicle, uh, they'll say, oh, this is, we believe this is money that you've gained yeah. through, uh, illegal means like selling drugs. Right. Um, and they'll take it and keep it. And they'll just yeah. kind of send you on your way. Yet another reason why it's so useful to be totally broke and never have any cash. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Honestly, though, I mean, at the end of the story, there's like travel advice. And it says, for law-abiding Canadians thinking about a road trip, here's some non-official advice. Okay, CBC, whatever. That's a nice cover. Avoid long chats if you're pulled over. Uh, don't leave litter, especially energy drink cans. What? In your car. Don't use air fresheners or breath fresheners. Uh, don't be too talkative. Don't be too quiet. Don't consent to a search if you're carrying a big roll of legitimate cash. What? I don't know. I just feel like it's like, what's going on with the world? I just, I don't know. I'm about to go to the States. So I'm a little bit like, what? Now I have to worry about that. Like I was just, I just wanted to be worried about my car dying. <laughs> I didn't want to be worried about my car dying and getting like robbed yeah, I've never been a big cash carrier. <laughs> I don't go to the states that often either. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's that's it's fucked up. It's weird and fucked up. Um, I would like to say, just I feel yeah, I do know some decent police officers. <laughs> I believe it's possible. Yeah, it's maybe the exception though. I don't know. Again, I, you know, uh, that's living in Canada yeah. and coming at this as a cis white male. Right, right. Well, exactly. I mean... I mean, I'm, you know, I'm living in that blissful, like, privilege. Like, they never do me any harm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, okay. And again, my best friend's dad was a police chief and couldn't meet a nicer guy, so... Yeah, yeah. I saw I was driving home the other day and I saw this, um... You know how all the... There's all these new cop cars in Vancouver that are, like, I don't know. I don't really know cars, but they look like kind of Mustangs to me. They're not, yes, yeah, I don't know if they are, but they kind of look like kind of bro cars. And I they, think the, the like, term is like pursuit vehicle. They're designed for if they need to be in a car chase or something. Right, yeah. right. So, but um, it's just like, you know, he didn't have his lights on or anything like that. And um, he just gunned it out, out of this intersection. And then I just realized like being in a cop car is like, must fulfill some kind of childhood fantasy of, like, I'm untouchable. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, weird. Well, anyway, that was really depressing. (laughs) But, um, so tell me, tell me. Parlay that into your story, please. My story is about a dinosaur that uh, they found a fairly complete skeleton of in Africa recently. Uh, By recently... Of a what, sorry? uh, Of a Spinosaurus, which is the largest land predator to ever live totally all over it but go on uh you may recognize it from jurassic park 3 as the thing that beat the t-rex which is complete bullshit because t-rex is way more dangerous and a stronger bite power it's all thing okay side note audience <laughs> Supop is like a dinosaur guy i did like a year and a half of uh paleontology major before i was like i can't do this i need to go yeah. be an artist but still so but, great. Uh, so yeah. great. I like them a lot. <laughs> you like the dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh, hit me up on Twitter with your favorite dinosaur. <laughs> I'll tell you a fun fact about them. Though they had found a fairly complete skeleton like way back when 
Spinosaurus was first discovered, it mostly got lost, mm-hmm. probably because of World War II or something. I don't really know. <laughs> I didn't look it up, but okay. maybe I should have. Um, so anyways, they found this, so they can sort of, all they kind of had to work on was the initial descriptions. Now they have more to work off of and sort of describe and work on sort of the behavior of it. And the idea is that it was semi-aquatic. Okay. I was like, I'm getting really bored with this description, but then I just looked up a picture while you were talking and it's got a giant... It's got a giant sail, which it would use to control its body heat while it was in the water. So it basically acted like a crocodile swimming around in the water. A uh, crocodile that, you know, is 60 <sighs> feet long and 10 tons. Okay. Side question. Don't you ever feel like all of the prehistoric animals just kind of combined all of the animals that we have now? And then, so like all the animals we have now are like broken off versions of these things, you know, like, cause they're like hybrids, but they were original. So really we're all just sort of like shitty knockoff component parts of original dinosaurs. Have you ever thought about that? Sort of. Uh, I mean, really they kind of, what really happened is more that dinosaurs specifically specialized. So a lot of the weird ones died off and sort of only small theropods. I mean, which they are all off, so. Well, no. The... Well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> they're birds now. Oh, dinosaurs okay. are birds. Uh, and only, like, one small group of them ended up evolving into birds, and then they spread out again. Interesting. I'm actually really fascinated by that, but we can... Okay, so let's go back to Spinosaurus. So this is cool about Spinosaurus, that they thought it, originally that it was more land-based, locked on its two hind legs almost right. exclusively. Now they know it's more, because they have this new skeleton to work off of, that it was more likely to walk on four legs and spend a lot of its time in the water. Hmm. Using the sail on its back to control its body heat and eating sharks and things. And this is cool because... Why? <laughs> I mean, like, actually, because it's... Is it the only one that we know like it? Or is it just, like, important new fact about... Important new fact, because they haven't had a skeleton like this right. to work off of. Um, and it's just cool new behavior. They haven't described a dinosaur that was semi-aquatic before, right? So... Hmm. If you're a fan, it's a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. I'm into it. Uh, I'm into it, and fuck, I wish I could find this story. You must have also been aware of this, but this reminds me of, they discovered some kind of bone or something, and it was like, the biggest dinosaur ever. What was it called? Uh, that was, it's a titanosaur. I can, it's called Dreadnoughtus. Yes. Which is a super dope name. Yes, Dreadnoughtus. Uh, it's not actually the biggest, it's just the biggest, most complete Mm. So I love that you're like, um, I'm just going to nerd out for a second. Argentinosaurus, probably heavier. Uh, <laughs> Amphicelius, probably longer. I see and I raise you an Argentinosaur. Uh, Take that science. But yeah, definitely the most complete right. and biggest. I mean, this thing's huge. Like, it's not, it's like second biggest at worst, <sighs> so. Yeah, I was, I think that was my least favorite part about science class was understanding how big, like, I could never really wrap my head around how big blue whales were. And dinosaurs, it's just... Dinosaurs a little bit smaller. Than a blue whale? Than a blue whale. Like, in general, or this one particularly? Well, all of them, really. Oh, really? Uh, Because blue whales are are 100 tons. They can just be so much more massive because they're... Okay, compare, compare, I need... I need, like, meaningful things in my everyday life, like train cars. Like, how many train cars is a blue whale? Like, a big grown-up one. 
Um, like two? I don't know the weight of a train car. So. Well, like size is more interesting to me. Um, I feel okay, like... so a train car is probably what? 20 feet long? Yeah, sure. Okay. So yeah. it'd be five it's what? train cars long. And these are real and live right now in the yeah. world. What? I can't get it. And I like, don't understand. So much more massive than a train car. So I'm sure a train car is probably only like a couple tons. And do they have genitals? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you want to talk about whale genitals? I got some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll First put a pin in that one. Whale genitals. I'm writing that down. Uh, you may want to write their scientific term, which is dork. It's a dork. It's a run up. Is yeah. that where that came from? Yes. When you call someone a dork, oh you're God. really calling them a whale We're really penis. getting to the center of really important stuff. Uh, some whales' penises are also prehensile, so that's a thing. Are what? They're prehensile. What does that mean? They can control the movement of their penis. Oh my god! And they basically they'll make dork. Okay, wait. wait. Genitals in general are called dorks, or is that just penises? The penis. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. The portion that it you know it Co- protrudes pops from the body. out. Yeah. Gotcha. The external component. Yeah. Um, whoa. And then they can control them. Them live. That what? was an experience. Oh my god, this is getting thanks really to uh, the Vancouver Aquarium, which I've never been to. Partially. Okay. I'm There's not a vegetarian a or anything like that. I mean, I've thought about it. I did it for a while, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I I just don't like the idea of any kind of place where animals are, like, gathered for people. You know? I, I just feel like it's creepy. No, I totally get that. Um, I but do think they do some great I know they do. conservation yeah, work. I I, but there are, I, I do think there are some animals they have that... Maybe they should. There aren't there. Yeah. I mean, they can't really release them, but I do think they should stop. I say this. Uh, breeding and I, them. Yeah. I say this and I have a cat and I sometimes feel like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm keeping him in captivity. And like, I think about that. Although yeah, he's he looks pretty, pretty happy right now. He's life. just uh, hanging out and sleeping. Oh and I think God. cats are probably okay with it. Right? Yeah. He's like, I want to cuddle. I want to eat. I don't even know what some dogs would do with yeah. that. Uh, Right. Human companionship. Yes. Too, we're too deep in that one. Not even like the ones that we've horribly bred so that they literally can't live without us. But even Speaking like. Speaking of which, <laughs> oh my god. I'm so embarrassed by. I'm so, it just. Okay. Oh, so many feelings. Okay, so there's this little dog that Paris Hilton apparently bought for $13,000 from a Calgary yeah, breeder that is two inches tall and two inches wide or something like that. Like, first of all, what the fuck? I've had eraser's bigger than that. Yeah, that's awful. But. Like, is it a puppy? Like is it going to get bigger? Okay, wait. Paris Hilton. This is a new story to me. It's brand new. Yeah, it's from it's from, it's from last night. <laughs> uh, dog. Calgary. Don't you feel like our brains are all just fucked for Google now? It's like, what's the fastest way to use the least amount of words to get exactly what I want from the internet? Five-month-old puppy weighs 330 grams. Teacup Yorkie. I just feel like, first of all... Like, I don't want to judge this dog for existing, but I feel a little bit like maybe this isn't a natural state for an animal. No, it's absolutely not. Like, obviously you can't judge the animal. They didn't <laughs> yeah, like, choose to be, like, like no offense, York, bred but... into that. Ugh. But you can definitely judge the people that did the breeding and the people that paid for it to happen. Two and a half inches long and under two inches tall. I mean, yeah, I don't that's... want a dog that I can just roll over and kill. I mean, I don't want a dog anyway, let's be honest, but I, I definitely don't want one that's like a Furby. Like, smaller no, I like, than a Furby. I like big dogs. Uh, if I'm going to get something small, just get a cat. Exactly. Cats are... I just feel like cats are perfect. Cats are great. Yeah. Okay. 
Back to dinosaurs. So the dreadnought I'm interested in because, okay, so you know when a celebrity dies <laughs> and then you're like, Ooh. This is an interesting way to get into a story about a dinosaur, <laughs> yeah. but please continue. So celebrity dies and then you're like, I want to tweet about it. But then you're like, but it's just trite and I'm just trying to be like selfish and put something out there. But then sometimes you're like, but I'm just being affected and it's real and whatever. Anyway, so putting that aside... This news story came out on the same day that Joan Rivers died. And I remember really trying, like, I was really working for, like, a good 15 minutes on trying to articulate a tweet that was a, that was comparing Joan Rivers to the world's biggest dinosaur in terms of her legacy. <laughs> like, I was trying so hard to to liken her to this giant dinosaur, which, you know, because it's not probably the most graceful creature, although with a neck like that. I don't know, maybe, but I think Joan Rivers was incredible, but she was also super fucking racist a lot of the time, and she was a lot of the ists, actually, (laughs) but she was still a legend, and so, so incredible, and, you know, I mean, she's huge, right? But she's huge, is the thing, right? Like, it's, she has scope and scale, and that's what this dinosaur has, and I wanted to, I wanted (laughs) to figure out how to put that out there, and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I'm drawing blank. I got nothing to help you with. <laughs> well, I, you know, I gave up because I, I was just, like, this is trait. It's interesting, though. It's not I, too also, for the I also, in a way, retreated into dinosaurs doing it because I was pretty affected more than I ever expected to be by Rob Williams totally. passing. Yeah. Uh, had not realized how much he had affected my life. Yeah, and things like plus that. it's so fucking uh, awful when someone killed like So like that happened, and then the, all the stuff in Ferguson was happening at the same mm-hmm. time, and I was. I was like retreated into a dark place and I just went to my happy place, which is dinosaurs. And so yeah. you start to see me being like, oh, fuck, Rob Williams dies. Oh, fuck, everything in Ferguson is awful. And then I have this kind of just a switch on my Twitter. I'm like, guys, tell me your favorite dinosaur. Let's all be happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, like, note to the world when <laughs> Stu goes really dinosaur y, there's a sad thing yeah. going on. Yeah. But it's coping for you. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm into it's, it. It's forcing me to be happy. By thinking about super sweet dinosaurs. Yeah. I like... That's a good kind of point. Maybe every week stories should... Or every segment stories should just be like... I bring some kind of like fucked up story about how depressing the world is. And then you're like... But dinosaurs... Blue, blue, blue. I don't know if I'm going to have a dinosaur story every week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're kind of... It's an old beat. But uh, yeah. I mean, we could definitely do a happy story, sad story. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or a sad story, happy story. Okay. I can bring sad, dark stuff too, Jack. Okay. I can do light. I can do light. At least once I will challenge you to bring a light story <laughs> and I'll try and bring like the darkest, okay. worst shit. Oh, I can, I can totally do that. <laughs> I can for sure do that. Okay. I feel like we should, we should definitely we should close off story. We should close off stories, move into art. <laughs> this week in art, my concept for this, I can't even remember what I wrote you, was just that we talk about kind of music or art or weird things that are interesting. Yeah, music, art, movies, some kind of sculpture, whatever. So you're up first. Uh, somewhere, back, I'm not exactly sure the exact location of where this appeared uh, overnight. Clark and, like... 25th, I want to say, Clark or something 20th. like that. Somewhere around there. 40th, I don't know. Uh, a statue appeared. Yeah. Uh, that statue was... I feel like it's more important to say a statue was erected, but go on. So a statue was erected of Satan, and like comic book Satan. Like red, red. horns, yeah. goatee. So, uh, 
his pants were missing, and he had a gigantic boner. Gigantic. Uh, like, huge. Yeah, I mean, like, giant, but still human, in a way. Uh, I mean, it, well, I, I mean, mean, it was like, it was like mega dick, but On the was, very extremes. I know. <laughs> There's not a lot of penis in my life, so I can't really say. Uh, as someone who daily encounters... <laughs> multiple dicks? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, sometimes, you know, you're in the gym. I suppose, in the right? Locker no judge, room. no judge. See some dicks. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but those are not, I mean, but this was like a giant boner. Yes, yeah, rarely an erect penis in the yeah. in the gym locker room. Rarely. I like that caveat. <laughs> Only occasionally. Look, sometimes some things happen, you know, you've been Amen. working out, you're getting the blood going. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Uh, yeah, this was definitely on the extremes, like, niche porn extremes. Two segments that have gone straight to, like, erect boners, I just want to say. I don't know if that's, like, where all podcasts go. I'm not sure if this is where the sad (laughs) brand wants to go. I feel like there's, we wouldn't really have a lot of, (laughs) people will be okay with that. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's get into it. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, I would assume <laughs> someone could have a dick this big. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it's possible. For sure. They would be the only person on Earth, but... Mm, maybe. Yeah. We need to talk about small gay porn, but go on. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've seen some big dicks in porn. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So what happened? But, uh, so it was there I don't, for a couple days. I uh, got taken down. I feel down. like it was just one day. I feel like it got taken down the same day. Definitely did not. I think really? it was a couple days. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was like... It might have even been like a week. And then the city, like, finally took it down. Fuck, this really pisses me off because my friends live near there. And I've been driving to hang out with them quite a bit lately. And because to me, that's really far away from where I live. But, um, but yeah, so I go up and down Clark all the time. And if I knew that there was a giant devil dick like, to be seen and to laugh at and to take pictures of, I would have totally gone. But I read the story, I think. The story came out the day it was taken down. Because mm-hmm. it was very, like, Saddam Hussein, like, the removal of the statue. Yeah. Uh, so the city took it down. Uh, now there's, of course, petitions to get it back. Totally. Well, because they ripped it up, too. And there's definitely... There's a really fantastic picture in that article of the pieces of the devil kind of in the back of the truck, but from taken from an angle that all you can see is just the red dick above the truck bed it's just like the only thing rising up from the truck bed amazing uh yeah so taking out people obviously petition to bring it back yeah. uh, either ironically or under the guise because we're like, we art just... should be allowed to be whatever yeah uh, some people obviously oppose this because it's a giant dick in public <laughs> right right you know um i just feel like eventually it'll just turn into one of those things where like birds will sit on it or like I just, nobody's come forward and said, we did it, right? No, no, no one's, no one's claimed ownership. I hope maybe, maybe someone listening did it. If you did, you should email us. We have to make an email address, so we'll, we'll figure that out. Maybe even come in and talk to us. Talk to us about it. About it. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you didn't do it, if you want to pretend that you did, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, So do you have any, do you have any opinions on whether it should be restored or yeah. if the city was within their right I mean, to take it down. Yeah. I feel like the city was definitely within its right. I feel like things like that fulfill their purpose when they become a media story and maybe aren't fulfilling their purpose so much. You know, it's disruptive, right? It's like mm-hmm. a commentary on public art. Um, the fact that it's been taken down to me doesn't really take away from its effectiveness, in fact. Yeah. I think it, it's actually made the story uh, if 
obviously, if it was up for a few weeks and no one knew about it. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to imagine, too, that the artist would know that it's getting taken down. That would be considered in yeah. their artist. They're not going to be like, this is going to live forever. Right. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess the bottom line, in a way, too, is that, you know, the devil, it's kind of complicated religious iconography, and then the penis erect is another level, which makes it complicated for public consumption in terms of families and children and whatever. Not that... I don't know. I, no, mean... I, think, I think there are there are arguments on both sides that are worth considering. Yeah. I, mean, I think people that are shouting that just any art should be okay in public are maybe a bit tone deaf on that. Uh, yeah. And not considering things like it could be a trigger for some people. That, totally. Yeah. Um, but also people that are like, I don't want to have a conversation with my kid about yeah. erections. Right. Also a bit like, maybe you should have that conversation yeah. with your child. I was, it always reminds me of how when I lived in Germany, I remember, and I was like a teenager initially. I was 16, 17 the first time I lived there, and th- I was really surprised and shocked that there were all these, like, porn mags, like, on the lower front shelves in gas stations and mm-hmm. whatever, like, places where magazines are sold. And I just remember thinking, like, the children. But then I realized, like, oh, I'm having an experience that is, like, I'm a Canadian, and I've never considered that other cultures have different attitudes towards, like, flesh and skin and bodies and like sexuality and like yeah. whatever and in canada slash america we were quite puritanical about that kind of thing and so i sort of admired the germans for being like whatever like this is a kind of magazine that people buy because they enjoy it it's not complicated for us really and so and not something that we want to put a lot of shame on yeah. So we still do it, obviously, but we just shame him. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can do anything you want in America, but we're going to shame you for most of it. It's kind, yeah. of the, kind of the deal. So I don't know. That is very true. But I feel like that I don't have that same feeling about a giant erect devil dick park. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more complicated somehow for me, that one. I think a lot of people... It's menacing, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people uh, would be justified in being offended by that Mm -hmm. statue. And since we just heard my cat Darren meowing there, that's like a really nice pivot to the um, wonderful new singer that I'm obsessed with, whose Twitter handle is lolcat. Not lol as in lols, like L-O-L-Z, but... Lowell is in L-O-W-E-L-L. I'm going to just keep spelling that the whole time. I just have this feeling every once in a while, and I really have this ego investment on being a person who's like, you need to know about this band. And you need to know about Lowell. This is my new favorite thing. You need to know about Lowell. L-O-W-E-L-L. She's, I don't know. I mean, you could say she's the new Grimes, but she's different than Grimes, and it's like kind of post-punk pop, sort of like all the women you like in music for the last 15 years wrapped into one person. Debut album coming out next Tuesday. I'm going to see her at Fortune Sound Club. It's going to be amazing. But she's just excited for the song because you related it to someone I've heard of. So So I'm going to play Lowell, and this is a little cut from a track called The Bells off of her new album, coming out September 16th. 
That was just a little clip of Lowell sung. The track is called The Bells, and um, Lowell is L O W E L L. And we like her, we think she's pretty cool. All right, so the design side of things, you had an idea. So, broadly yeah. speaking, design the design segment, um, you know, in the context of the magazine, obviously, I think design typically means like. The magazine is beautifully designed. Um, shout out to Pam, the designer, but also um, considers design in the context of its stories um, and the art in the magazine. But for me, for the podcast, because it's not a visual medium, <laughs> um, I, I want to look at design more opaquely, more spiritually, more philosophically, like the design of things, the design of the world, the design sure. of thought, philosophy. Shit like that. And so um, my first instinct, um, because I think it might be fun, <laughs> is to do your astrological chart live on the podcast. Let's get into it. Uh, I'm all I'm going to throw out, as I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't even say I'm particularly spiritual. I Love it. I am an atheist. I'm very much a skeptic. Love it. Um, I try okay. not to be one of those, like, yeah, Richard you're not Dawkins, a atheist, and I'm not like, yeah, I'm not a jerk about it. That's yeah. the most succinct way to put, yeah. to put it. Um, I'm super open in the in the interest of science. I will submit myself Perfect. to this uh, chart. I do feel like you cross over into the dark side with astrology, and by the dark side, I mean like the juicy side. <laughs> when you move into like rising signs and moon signs, which is like your chart. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that's really exciting and fun is because um, where sun sign astrology, as in like, hey, baby, what's your sign, um, falls short is it's I'm really searching for a good analogy for this, but it's only like one piece of a larger puzzle. And so if it doesn't sort of speak to you, it's because maybe you have much more interesting contrasting shit going on in your chart that's like makes your sun sign not as important for you. Hard to explain. It's like basing your whole outlook on life on one crayon in the pack. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, that's not the strongest. Okay, so, but you need to know, in order to get your chart, you need to know what time of the day you were born at and where. So, hit me with your birth date. All right, uh, my birth date is Christmas Eve. <sighs> brutal. Slash, cool. Um, what year? 19. So, I don't know actually how to read the chart chart thing, but this is just a big descriptor okay okay so you are a capricorn which we know yes that is your sun sign 
what is important about that. The point of all of what I'm going to do right now is just to figure out your element balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so Capricorn is an earth sign. Oh, Stu. Perfect. I have... <laughs> okay. We'll get back to this, but... Okay, so there's, like, some fancy math that goes with doing this particular, like, chart thing. You get two points for your sun sign. I feel like I am building a D&D character myself right now. I'm getting okay, points. You get, you get two points for your sun sign. It's for real. This is so fun. <laughs> if anybody wants to do this, go to astrolibrary.org slash interpretations slash balance. Okay, your moon is in Aquarius. And Aquarius is... See, I don't have it all memorized yet. Aquarius is an air sign. Interesting. So you get two points for that. So tell me, what's the difference between sun and moon sign? Like, what is that? I'm not that deep in it yet to know for sure. All of everything, (laughs) what it means. But um, I'm learning. The next level of being an astrology, like, badass is being able to quickly answer that question. So I'm, I'm getting there. But the... Ooh, Virgo. Interesting. So your rising sign is Virgo, which is Earth. Oh, my God. This is so great. The reason that's great... Well, we'll come back to the reason that that's great, but I need Earth people in my life. (laughs) Okay. So your mid-heaven sign? I don't really know what that one is. I have to search for that. Um, So I'm going to be just, like, clocking away at this for a little while Um, because there's lots of shit to add up. Okay, so we're almost done with your chart shit here. Hold on. So the element of the sign of the dispositor of the ascendant. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like Saturn's got to be water, right? He's the, it's supposed to be, he's the water guy. Um, Capricorn is Earth, actually, which is super interesting. Okay, so let's add up your totals. Seems like, weird that Capricorn would be Earth, seeing as how it's a sea goat. Goat. Animal. Of the Earth. But it's half fish. Don't ask too many questions. Um, Does it fall apart when you ask too many questions? But. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't make it up. Let's put it that way. So this is like established shit. It's not about me. Okay, so I'm adding up the balance of your elements, and I've scored. You get two points for your sun sign. Mm-hmm. Don't you like getting points? You get two points for your sun sign, two points for your moon sign, and then one point each. This is all just in the element. So the element mm-hmm. of your rising sign, your midheaven sign. Your Mercury, your Venus, your Mars, your Jupiter, and your Saturn, as well as those dispositors. So your balance is you've got two fires. One, two, three, four, five airs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven earths. And two waters. So you are mostly an earthy person, which is fucking perfect. And I'm so glad that I spotted you and was like, make me a po- Like, let's do a podcast. Because... I have no earth signs in my chart. Well, you were looking that up. I just like said, having no idea what any of this means yeah. <laughs> right now. I'm just convincing myself that I could be an earth bender. <laughs> so, an earth what? Uh, it's from the Avatar Last Airbender. Uh, uh, like Avatar the movie? Or what are you talking about? Uh, no, the movie version is terrible. I, know, not, I didn't watch it on purpose. Not Avatar Blue, the, I, which I enjoyed. Uh, but mm. uh, it's a cartoon. Uh like martial arts except you control an element through your martial arts so there's firebenders earthbenders airbenders and you, waterbenders that, i mean maybe yeah like this might be a nice overlap area maybe the no, venn yeah, diagram i'm gonna between... have magic powers where i can pick up rocks and this is important i'm like i want to continue this conversation lack of earth signs which is me 
means. Um, these people often develop skills which have no practical application, flit from job to job, overspend and borrow money freely. Because they do not feel grounded, they frequently seek security by adhering to a highly structured system of thought. Astrology. Or by following an organized but rigid routine. They may hold on to a job or relationship too long because the stability and security provides. 100% that is me. So what I'm gathering is that having a lot of earth signs, does that mean that I should be productive and stable? <laughs> well, let's Because listen. this is starting to fall apart. <laughs> dominant earth. Dominant earth. You are... If you have six points or more, that's you. So you're not super dominant anyway, so you might actually be like a pretty well-rounded person. Okay, two, five, seven, two. It's not perfect, but like you, you're, you, you have the bases covered. Anyway, okay. so a person who's dominant earth is very much like the following things. Practical, materialistic, down-to-earth, security-minded, patient... Persistent, enduring, dependable, stable, productive, methodical, exacting, thorough, or orderly. You complete me, stoop up. <laughs> okay. I'm not entirely sure you're like, how, uh, how much any of that really You're not applies. feeling it. Okay, so yeah. what about air? Because air is super... Air is, air is my second second dealio here. Air is actually my dominant. Um, and air is intellectual, questioning, conceptualizing, synthesizing, observant, objective, detached, unrealistic, indecisive, talkative, <clears throat> interacting, and cooperating. So just looking at things, so where, and you lack water and fire, um, you might have an emotional vacuum, which you attempt <laughs> to fill by turning to spiritual or universal truths. I feel like atheism would fit in that. This is an attempt to find meaning. You have a difficulty remaining in touch with and expressing your feelings, which may lead you to form relationships with overly emotional people or become addicted to excitement and intensity. You might not be aware of or able to respond empathetically to other people's feelings. You try to prove that you are sensitive by acting out nurturing activity. Wait a minute. They try to prove that they are sensitive by acting out nurturing activities, such as cooking a meal or acting overly concerned. Interesting. I feel like that's okay. <laughs> well, I don't want to call people out on that behavior, but mostly because I need people to cook me meals. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, again, you're not lacking in these areas, or you're just like a little lower in these areas. Weak. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And weak in fire. I am not weak in fire. I'm strong in fire. Weak in fire means pessimistic, apathetic, uninvolved, depressed, unmotivated, unexcitable. Bomber. Um, you may become overly preoccupied. This is getting a little dark, but basically, so earth and air is, is a sweet mix. So my, my feeling is this is getting pretty broad that it would be hard to not fit in here somewhere. I think that's fair. Uh, mostly because it feels like air and earth are such opposites that it kind of, you're like, well, the earth didn't really work. Maybe air kind of does. There's definitely a lot that's been described here that I feel doesn't fit me. <laughs> I come to this without very much expertise or background, but I just feel like it kind of, it's just, you know, I mean, I used to be obsessed with Myers-Briggs and all of those things, just like type indicators. Mm -hmm. And I draw the line at like, what reality by its character are you? Like, I, I don't give a shit about that, but... You know, for me, it's not even really about whether or not it's true. It's just about, is there anything in here that's useful and gives us language for talking about how we interact with the people around us? And for me, <laughs> thinking of myself as a person who has no earth signs <laughs> means I feel like it's not that I'm off the hook, but it just explains to me 
why it's the fucking hardest thing for me to do practical daily shit, but picking up my whole life and moving to Japan, no big deal. You know what I mean? Or like standing up in front of a lot of people, no big deal. Talking endlessly, which is air, no big deal. Yeah, uh, I... It's just a rubric that I find useful. (laughs) I didn't, for myself, find that that really matched up with me. Mm. I mean, there could be someone I know out there being like, are you fucking blind? (laughs) Right. This is exactly you. (laughs) Um, Well, you do seem more grounded than... Okay, you're like, I'm not grounded. (laughs) I don't feel that way. Dear listener, by the way, like Stu and I don't really know each other very well, which is part of what's fun about this. We've met like twice. Uh, if anyone has somehow come here because of me and fast podcasts, you'll know that I'm a mess. <laughs> but now grounded doesn't mean orderly. I mean, look at Oh, no, roots. not messy. Like, um... Yeah, yeah, still. I don't know. Anyway. I would challenge but, your, your kind of, like, l- linking of kind of earthliness and order. But go on. Uh, my, my thought is, I do think that Stuff like this is interesting as a thing, like in your case, where you see the results and you project on them and use them as a tool mm-hmm. to look inward. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. The same thing with like tarot cards and stuff. I don't think doing anything itself, it's more just yeah. sort of something to right. reflect yourself on and look inward. I find it interesting from that yeah. sense. Yeah. I think maybe I should have given you a crystal to hold before we started this. <laughs> maybe. Which I do I'd... have actually on my windowsill recharging. Although crystals and tarot and all of that stuff is kind of like, that's, it feels like three steps further down the road for me than I am right now, where I'm just kind of like, I'm open to believing, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, it's a fucking <laughs> rock. Like, I don't know. But anyway, so I feel like that's kind of a fun, that was a really long segment, but I feel like, you know, we've got a taste of design we can talk about kind of like the more like woo-woo parts of life yeah and um yeah so there we go stories are design rock and roll october 4th is the launch party for the next issue which is the suburbia issue and, and it's gonna where be where is that launch party happening make gallery which is on east 7th and main it's like right next door to the main street brewery place in that kind of old so 7th and main barn that used to be a brewery make, but is now a brewery make gallery for the party. october 4th gallery party but also just go to sadmag.ca wednesday september 17th we're just going to launch a video and then offer just for that day um uh $12 for a year long subscription which is actually like a crazy deal it's going to be great it's going to be awesome definitely like that so that's yeah. the 12th october 17th october 17th yeah no september 17th yeah exactly like coming up wednesday so get on it. Get on it. If People you travel back in time. If get this a chance. Come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If this goes up after that, we're just, yeah. this never existed. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at StuPop on, on the Twitter. And I'm at ostensibly clear. There will maybe be links in the, <laughs> the thing. Links in the thing. It's, links uh, in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, hopefully we'll get this hooked up to the SideMag website as well. If not, we'll, we'll make some kind of separate fucking page somewhere we'll get we'll get you sorted but if you're listening to this we thank you because yeah. how great is that Thanks, guys i hope you thank enjoyed you so our first episode yeah and uh you know we're open to feedback we're not going to necessarily do what you say but if you have some cool ideas yeah just hit, hit us with them. 10 things in send us your stories maybe we'll talk about them yeah the or some cool so. art some cool bands and stuff yeah why not yeah bands send us your stuff totally 
pretend to I'm, remember who you are. Um, I'm not going to pretend to like it, but if I do like it, I'll probably love it because I'm pretty obsessive. Yeah, the things. And I, I will like. have opinions. <laughs> you will definitely have opinion. <laughs> Goodbye, world. See you next time. Thanks for listening.